2: Presented
0: by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, 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 the way tire buying should be. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Hey, buddy! I'm just laughing
5: because uh, in the you know intro, you you know, lights out, and I've I've seen the the meme going around of our guy Sean Merriman when he does his little uh, lights out dance atop all sorts of milk crates, like he's just one cuber. Uh,
3: yeah. yeah, the milk crate does kind of look like Hubert a little bit. I'm yeah. surprised no, no one's really made that, uh, that 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 connection before. It's kind of like the same thing, watching people just <laughs> hop up on it like it's Hubert. And then and they fall and hurt themselves really badly. Yeah. So in I mean, addition
5: they- to people just getting sick and going to hospitals, we got dopes. You can't mm-hmm. be treated. How did you hurt yourself? Fell off some... Uh, one, I didn't know we had that many milk crates that were hanging out. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. <laughs> a whole other subculture has emerged
3: here. Mm. People stealing milk crates. Look, and I'll be honest with you. I was terrible at Qbert. Like, I think I played that game a handful of times and realized I just can't do it. Like, I couldn't figure out the joystick to not just jump off yeah. and lose a guy. Like, I'm like, I thought I was jumping straight up. And like, after I'm like, I'm just wasting money on this. I'm not going to play this game anymore. Nah, I went Certain back to games, Donkey
5: Kong and, and oh, said, beat man. It. No, I, I couldn't. Like, Although I, I did do like do that Qbert was always cursing. So you just oh, imagine true. what he had to say for himself when things went wrong. <laughs> Kubert was upset a lot. He was angry. <laughs> it's one of the great things uh what was that uh-huh. that movie with Sandler and Kevin James when and Dinklage when they're uh video gamers. Oh, uh, pixels. oh. pixels. Yeah, yeah, pixels. Yeah, yeah, Thanks, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh yeah, yeah. and, and <laughs> they've got Cubert in there and he's cursing in there. So uh-huh. like they captured it beautifully. Hey mom, yeah. these are all uh mom, dad, uh these are these are all the video game characters. That that
3: guy actually curses. Yeah, you know, kind of. I just I I could never figure out the 3D games. They were so hard. Like Zaxxon. I loved Zaxxon, but I could never get past like the end of the first board because I couldn't figure out where do I need to be to shoot the planes. Like I'm am I on the right? Am i on the right level. No, I got to move up. I got to move over. I got to the 3D games. I just couldn't figure out. They were just way too difficult for me. A oh, dragon's know. lair. Remember, oh, remember no, there, no. there was a couldn't video
5: game competition show. All, all like many, many years ago, like with all the classic arcade game, and that was where you'd saw uh, little glimpses of Dragon's Lair because it was so difficult. And then it showed up at one of our ar- arcades. Like, yeah, you, you might as well just burn my money. Like I was dead <laughs> two scenes in uh, and, and done. And, but it was one that cost a bunch because the video you know, player, the card, uh, and the graphics were far advanced. Like it was like playing a, a cartoon uh, as opposed to your normal 8-bit, you know, video games that we're at. It's like, all right, so everything else is quarter or 50 cents. This thing's like a buck and a half. It's like, yeah, you're already done. It's like, yep, they got my 10 bucks. I'm done. I'm just going to stand around and watch people play and hope they drop quarters and fight them for them.
3: <laughs> Twitter at out about a fresca. Mike, at Swollen Dome. Listen, I want to say this before we, we get to big story out of the NFL. We are all Steve Cohen. Right, we are all Steve Cohen, right? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not saying all the deal with Robin Hood. No, 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 no. We are all Steve Cohen, Mets owner, who put out on Twitter in the eighth inning of the Mets game tonight against the Giants, in which they lost to the Giants. And in the course of the past three and a half weeks, the Mets have gone from a five-game lead in the NL East, and now they are eight games in the loss column behind the Braves. He just put out a tweet that says, come on, let's win this one. yeah. And, of course, you know, the Mets did not win. Uh, They had bases loaded, couldn't break through. They go out in the ninth inning, and it's just – things just go from bad to worse for the Mets. But, like, we are all Steve Cohen because this is kind of what I love about him is that he's a fan, right? Like, when he first started tweeting, hey, I I just went in to visit the guys before the game. They got positive energy. Everything is great. Like – You needed to go check on the team, like oh, you know, people on Twitter are saying, I wonder if the Mets are okay. I better go in the locker room and check on them because you know I'm the owner. And then he comes out saying, look, everything is fine, right? The Mets are good. They got good energy. Like, like I asked you to say, hey, do me a favor, go check and see if the baby's sleeping. You know, I I don't know. I think the baby's sleeping, but maybe not. Oh, I checked on the team. The team is fine. And then he puts out the tweet about how I can't believe professional hitters can't hit the ball like that. It's like, oh my goodness, yeah, you're not helping, but yeah, I get what you're doing. And now it's come on, let's win this game. It's like it, it. it's like me if I owned the Mets. It would be like cuz I'd be the biggest fan but I get so mad. I would tweet a lot more than he does, oh by the way. But I mean, I I'd be the, the biggest fan. I get so mad and, and he gets so upset and that's why I feel like we are all Steve Cohen when it comes to our if 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 fans own teams, they would be just like Steve Cohen.
5: No, I'm I'm with you. Certainly that I mean, that's why we celebrate, you know, a lot of us, Balmer uh, and like him or not, Mark Cuban, right? There's there's things definitely not to like about the way he's run things, but he's passionate about trying to win, and, and that I, I respect. When you have ownership groups, you know, just go on down the line where there's the the obvious. All right, being okay and getting into the playoffs is not good enough, and so to that end, you know, you've got a guy that clearly cares, and he echoed something. Uh, I, I think we might have been. I don't listen to a lot of shows. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but I, it certainly hasn't hit the echo chamber to where well. it's reverberated back to me in terms of everybody should stop complaining about the three outcome baseball. And people should go back to subscribing to the way you used to build a team. That's why people didn't like Tony La Russa back in May when he was calling for bunts. Like this will matter when there's a playoff stretch. When you're getting into September and you're trying to jockey for home field or you're in the playoffs and into the World Series, being able to manufacture a run and knowing how to do it and getting guys comfortable with trying to lay down a bunt instead of, hey, that guy hasn't done it since he was 12 years old, uh, is actually a good thing for baseball. And, and I think Steve Cohen is onto something. He and Mike Schmidt uh, and I form a coalition. There you go. It comes in threes <laughs> to tell people stop complaining and learn how to play the game like you did when you were kids. The other is uh, the tweets that are going around. One, Ken Ken Rosenthal is just being dragged all over the place from that imminent uh, aqu- acquisition uh, of Max Scherzer uh, to the Padres. The other comes from, uh, well, the Dodger, Dodger Insider and many others. Uh, Max Scherzer, seven and two thirds, two hits. Uh, a walk, 10 strikeouts, 41 strikeouts, five walks, and his five starts with a 1.55 ERA since joining the Dodgers. Mm, mm. There you
3: go. That's uh, the tail of the tape. But Well, I'll tell you, when you have the great farm system that everybody likes, you can get anybody you want to. Uh, We'll give you our top two prospects in the minor league system. You're the Mets. They stink. How about if we give you our top two prospects? Oh, the Dodgers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, we'll give you our guys. Just give us those guys. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll do that. Wait a minute. You said no to us. Yes, because you're the Mets. You stink. Hey, but the Dodgers, yeah, we'll take your guys. Wait, unless the Yankees want to give us their top two guys. No, your guys are probably better. We'll take your guys instead. Can I give you one more team
5: that's hanging around around with you in social media, uh, like your match. Oh, boy.
3: Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go there's ahead.
5: there's a great graphic uh, from the outside of one of the neon signs from Wrigley Field, where the C and U of Cubs is dark. Mm-hmm. So it just says Chicago BS. And I tell oh, you what, there's a lot of Cub wow. fans and people in Chicago that feel that's exactly what's going on and being perpetrated
3: on the north side. You know, I'm looking at the Cubs, Mike Carmen. and they, they may not make the playoffs this year. You think? I, I don't want to get too out there. I, they may not make the playoffs. What's the magic number? They may not make it. They may not make it. Uh, look, they're, they're closer to the Pirates at the bottom of the Central than they are to the Cardinals who was in third place.
5: Well, but they sold a lot of Wrigleyville jerseys of the guys well, that would they get
3: did. traded a, y- a week later. <laughs> they did. They did. I mean, look, th- that's the one thing about this baseball season that's become really shocking is that, look, we're still getting towards the end of August, right? And usually at the end of August, half the league is in it, right? Half the league we know, hey, these are teams that can win and go on. It doesn't matter. We can get hot for a bit now and go on a, a streak and win. And that is not the case this year. It is the haves and the have-nots. In the National League, the Braves are good, right? Okay, everybody else, in the NL even stinks. without Robert, uh, without Acuna Jr. Right, without it, the Braves are good. Everybody else in the East stinks. In the Central, the Brewers are good. Everybody else kind of stinks. I mean, the Reds are okay, but you really think the Reds are going to win a playoff series against the Giants or the Dodgers or the Brewers or the Braves? No, you got four teams in the NL. And that already, and there should be eight or nine. You're saying ah, maybe no. There's four teams in the National League. There's four. I mean, it, it really and and the the cutoff line. If the Yankees weren't didn't have such a great run in the past few weeks, I mean, it would be an even bigger line in the American League. But because it's been the White Sox and everybody else for a long time, but now the Rays keep winning with 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 a with a with a big um, with mind numbing consistency like mm-hmm. the Giants are, and the Yankees are doing it too. So it's really you're looking at the Astros and the White Sox and the Rays and the Yankees. So you're you're down to four teams basically already in the American League and the National League.
5: Well, what is fun, though, is remember we had JP on, uh, John Paul Morosi, Fox Sports, and MLB Network uh, joins us uh, every week on the show. And when we were talking about baseball's preseason, you know, we're in spring training and going through and trying to start picking on teams and and figuring out where there'd be big changes. Uh, People in Chicago, when I did a hit there, thought I was just hating on the Cubs, and everything that I predicted happened. Uh, (laughs) They're all gone. Ah. You got one of them, and then the other two are on, uh, well, winning teams now. (laughs)
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> Twitter how about a fresco Mike and Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Um, now we got a big NFL story coming your way in a few minutes because clearly there is one word that has really gained purchase over the NFL today. But this story from college football as you know, it's it's really something to know that the college football season's coming up yeah. in a week. Well, at and the end of the week? <laughs> And we don't, know. Yeah, a couple I don't know of days. Yeah, but I don't know that there's going to be any games. You got all the, all we're hearing about is conferences realigning and then. Yeah, gonna no, play that's here a couple years from now. Here. Handshake agreements and, no. and
5: eyeballing. And if a guy goes to the doesn't bathroom, matter. look out, no. he might find no. the gun, uh, no. you know, in the lavatory like it's the <laughs> Godfather. I mean, there's all <laughs> sorts of crap going on here.
3: There is nothing going on about the games, and it's all about the business and the realignment and where college football is headed. And this is absolutely not what you want for a college football season <laughs> well, going the, in, right? You, the the you, you biggest want, story of the day was LSU
5: and USC to open the 2024 season yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Like
3: when we get it wait, all what? figured, you <laughs> can LSU and USC might not even exist in 2024. You wouldn't even have that. They'll be play. They may they not be allowed been absorbed. to play. <laughs> no, it looks at the SEC played the new super team SEC, the 20 team SEC only plays teams in the SEC. So I'm sorry, we're canceling that game. Uh and so we can't play that because now our teams are not allowed to even travel to the western half of the country because we're the SEC. I mean there's no You joke at about all that though. The games. You joke about that, but that Dude,
5: that's, that's where certainly we're headed, something, man. right? But that's certainly something and we talked about it uh last week. Uh, as this was starting to swirl, I, I know uh, Lavar and I touched on it a little bit on Sunday. Is you know what? What do you do with Notre Dame? We talked about it a, a little yesterday. It's like Notre, Notre Dame always schedules uh, you know a couple of powerhouses, a couple of Big Ten teams. What what if the alliance says, eh, those are gone? Mm. How do you fill the schedule? I mean, look, that, if that's if that how starts how it's to be. happen, right? All right, you got to join our conference. Got to join our see alliance. Split
3: you're going to see split playoff because it's a power play and the SEC is eventually going to absorb and get to 20 teams and they're going to take some of the best teams from the South. They're going to take Florida State. They're going to take, and that's going to be the big conference and they're going to have their own playoff and have their own television system and only share money with those 20 schools thinking everybody's going to want to watch us. And then it's going to be the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and the Big 10 are going to try to have their alliance going, we have our playoffs and we have this and people are going to watch us. We're going to have our own television system and ten and, and television networks. That's where we're headed because that's what, because every conference is doing what they want to do that. All they care about is what benefits us. They don't care about yeah. college football. No. As a whole. We're headed towards that. The well, only thing the, I, I would say, argue
5: they probably never did. It just wasn't well, no. as easy
3: to push forward.
5: No, right. now they're, the, the now they're realizing.
3: Oh, hey, I can do this. Yes. You know, it's like it's like when uh, when, when you know, uh, um, when you have that invisible fence around your house for a pet because you don't want the pet to to yeah, you know to get sure. out. Right. So you so the pet wears the collar for a little while. Yeah. And then happy you realize, dog day, by the way. Right. Then the pet doesn't have to wear the collar. Right. Because you, the pet knows not to push the fence. Yeah. But it, but that's kind of what college football is like. It's like the pet without the collar, and it gets the fence and goes, oh, I shouldn't be here." Oh, I can be here. Wait a minute. No, it's the Raptors in Jurassic Park because now things are going steps. crazy. I take another couple. Hey, I could do what I want to. Yeah. And that's what the conferences are right now. That's why the, the best thing today was at least a little bit of sanity that the Pac twelve is not going to pursue expansion. Because that's the last thing you need now is okay, here's an alliance, and now we're going to expand. It's like, oh my goodness. That you're just you're ratching it up and getting there so, so fast. Do I think at some point they're going to expand? Yeah. But really, you want to take the also ran teams in the in the in the Big 12? Really? You want to take Oklahoma State? You want to, look, Oklahoma State's a pretty good, look, they're, they're a good basketball program. They're not a bad football team. But if you're trying to build a super yeah, no, conference, you've got to have Oklahoma and Texas, right? You're, well, you're going to grab Florida State. Well, you're not and well, Miami. That, well, that's why gonna, the Pac-12
5: cr- sent yeah. out the release today that surprised no one. Yeah, we're not expanding right now.
3: Yeah, no, no, no. We don't want any of those teams. We got to have other teams. Teams. We're going to kick out some of the teams in our conference when we have this big alliance. We're going to get to those big teams. So at least a little bit of sanity today, but that's really where college football is headed. In five years, we're going to have a situation where there's going to be two football leagues playing and there's going to be two playoffs. We're going to argue who would win in a mythical national championship matchup between Alabama and Ohio State or Alabama and USC or LSU and Washington. That's where, that's where we're headed and nothing is going to stop that. We're going to watch the college football world burn and they're going to just uh, they're going to divest from each other and it's going to be the SEC and whatever they take from the ACC against this coalition. That's where it's going to go.
5: Yeah, I think be. in the end we'll start playing these out as simulations like they do with Madden and everything trying to predict records uh, and it'll be like uh, what was it Rocky and Mason Dixon. Uh, a- oh, yeah, yeah. Simulations, yeah. and it's like, uh, you, you don't do this, dad. And then we get that great speech. It's like, you know, you were a little kid and you were the greatest kid. And no, we can have those. Uh, but yeah, the sport in five years is, is going to be uh, unrecognizable in terms of conference affiliation. So those that are purists of this stuff, Look, that went out the window a long time ago. Uh, but they're they're really going to be sitting in the corner like Bart Simpson, yelling, "Can't go to sleep, clown's going to eat me," because uh, they're not going to recognize their precious sport. Meanwhile, Northwestern is trademark good, clean American fun. And that's all that
3: matters. (laughs) Twitter it out about a fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Coming up next, like I said, one word has dominated the day in the National Football League. What is it? Find out next right here.
1: Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
4: Terms and conditions apply.
3: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yes, sir! Uh, Today in the National Football League, unfortunately, the word COVID was the most popular word because you probably woke up this morning and saw the story that the NFL has fined a few players for COVID violations. Uh, Among them, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, Cole Beasley of the Buffalo Bills. Beasley, who of course has been very front and center about not wanting to get vaccinated. Beasley had a close contact with a trainer on the team who got the COVID vaccine, uh, but still tested positive for COVID. Cole Beasley was very upset, went on Twitter afterwards, said, saying why is this going on this doesn't make sense what's the point of the mask make this make sense Uh, this on the heels of the report that the Titans had nine people uh, put on the COVID Mm -hmm. list Uh, Ryan Tannehill among nine positive Titans cases now this is different from the Buffalo Bills but here's another situation of more players who are now sitting out due to COVID and of course Cam Newton came back today uh, to practice following his own COVID misadventure right And there's differences because there
5: are some of these players and coaches are vaccinated versus other. And that's where we start getting into this divide.
3: Right. And now the NFL, after all this happened today, has proposed testing vaccinated players every seven days. The NFLPA wants daily testing for players. Uh, So, number one, unfortunately, we see that we're still going to dance with COVID. I I forget who said that in in the news the other day, but that's kind of the way it's going to be. We have to dance with COVID for a while because we still can't get enough uh, uh, vaccines. We can't get enough ways to be able to push this uh, out um, and and be past it. So we're going to have to dance with it for a while. Uh, The NFL says, hey, listen, all right, let's make sure that just because people got the vaccine, uh, maybe they're not doing the right thing. Let's see that they're tested properly. And the NFLPA says, hey, let's do it daily. A lot of the players that aren't vaccinated are feeling that, hey, we're being singled out. Now, there's a difference between the players who are vaccinated and not vaccinated. And what that is is that what you're seeing in the NFL is certain players have to get tested every day. If you don't have the vaccine, you've you got to be tested every day. You're not allowed to do things that the other players do who are vaccinated. This is kind of just the way it is in the country at this time. And there are both sides of the divide on being pro-vax and anti-vax. And we've seen Cole Beasley's... Uh, talking about it and and look You know me. I'm pro-vaccine. I I look at the stats and the science. 99% of the people hospitalized are all people that haven't gotten the vaccine. What else do you need? People aren't dying getting the vaccine. It's not happening. I don't know why everybody is so anti-vaccine. It's not political anymore. It's what do you believe? What do you really think is happening? The government's not putting a chip in your arm so they can see where you're going. Okay? That's not what's happening right now. They're not doing something where it's population control. All right, You have to trust science. When the FDA Says, hey, we got to recall this ice cream because there's listeria in it, or you can get really sick, or here you could get botulism. We're recalling this food. Do you sit back and go, the government probably trying to pull it over I mean, I'm gonna eat that ice cream, I'm gonna eat all of it. No, of course not. You're pushing it away, you're saying, okay, I'm taking it back, or I'm throwing it away. But now, when it comes to this, no, 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 I don't know enough, and that's what we get from players. They all say the same thing, I don't know enough, I don't, we, we, we don't, we don't know enough. No, the information is out there, okay, you have to go find it and you have to be open to it. But here's the point about this, Mike, is that I always t- I looked for a way to try to solve this, right? Uh, you know, in in our country as well. We all want to get past COVID. We don't want to have to wear masks anymore. We don't have to do any of this stuff. But we have to because there's still a divide. And so if I can't have the conversation that's going to make you if I'm going to give you evidence and scientific evidence that's going to make you change your mind and say I need the vaccine, Let's have something different. Because everybody's dug in at this point, right? Cole Beasley's not getting the vaccine, all right? You know, Kirk Cousins ain't getting the vaccine, right? Even though they'll say things like, if I die, I die. Don't you have family, man? Really, you're okay? I mean, seriously, what what is going on with you? But if I just said this, this might be something that changes, that changes the, the thinking on it, right? If I said to players like Cole Beasley and Lamar Jackson and Kirk Cousins, and everybody else, and I said, let me just ask you this. Just be honest with me. Is what you're going through right now really worth it? If I said that to Cam Newton, is what's going on right now really worth it to you? Do you really think something bad is going to happen to you if you get the vaccine? Do you really, really think something bad is going to happen to you, or are you just anti the vaccine for whatever crazy reason. You know what? What is it? Because you can't tell me that what you're going through right now, you're okay with, right? Because none of the players want to go through the, the, Vaccine protocols. If they're not vaccinated, they don't want to get tested every day. They don't want to be. I can't use the the hot tub. I can't use this room. I got to stay away from other players. Right? Nobody wants to do that. But non-vaccinated players are now saying, "Hey, you know, wh- why should we do that? I-, I don't want to get vaccinated, and I want to do the same things as my other teammates." Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're trying to get rid of COVID. Okay, this is not the government trying to control you. We're trying to get rid of a disease here. That's what's going on. But is what you're going through is it really worth it? Is every day fighting against the vaccine for whatever reason worth what you're doing. I would say to Cam Newton, dude, is is not getting the vaccine worth you potentially losing your job this week as a starting quarterback in the NFL? Because that's what happened. Because you didn't get vaccinated, so you tried to figure out all these different testing you can go, places you can go, and what happened? You wound up having a misunderstanding and you missed three and a half days of practice and all we heard yesterday was how great Mac Jones looked against the Giants. And now the door is open and he's going to start. And when you don't start for the Patriots, you're never starting in the NFL again. So I ask you, was it worth it? Was it worth it for you for that? Right? Cole Beasley, is it worth it for you what you're going through right now not being near the team and and everything you're hearing about the Buffalo Bills is not about what the playoffs can bring us and it's a potential Super Bowl season, but it's, hey, dude, what's going on with the vaccine? Is it really worth it? Is it worth it for you to be the guy that when you get to wild card weekend or divisional playoff round weekend, suddenly the wide receivers can't play in the game because there's a COVID outbreak and not being vaccinated, you're at the top of that list. Is that really worth it? Is it really worth it for all of these players to be going through what they're going through with being anti-vaccine? That's what I want to know. Because if you tell me that it's worth it, that this it's, it's completely worth it, I would just say, just step outside of yourself for five seconds think about the rest of the people around you and the people in your that that orbit your earth right your family your friends your neighbors your teammates everybody who is relying on you for different things whether it's to be a great dad or a great husband or a great son or to be a great teammate all of these things is all this really worth it for something that you quite honestly can't tell me you know a lot about Right Is that really worth it? and I'm hoping that would be something that would change an opinion somewhere along the line.
5: Yeah, I mean, look, there's going to be outlier cases in terms of adverse effects. That's certainly the case with with medications and and different um, medical implementations uh, as they they come to bear. so we we recognize that uh, you're, you're playing percentages and folks ask the you know what about the you know in Beasley's case, it was a vaccinated staffer. Well, it gets into the hospitalization, gets into the deaths, but also just the breakthrough cases are a small percentage of who's coming down and and contracting the variant, right? It's it's a small percentage of breakthrough cases, and depending on which state, they've got different data points uh, along the way. The NFL and the Players Association, they did talk about mandatory vaccination off the jump, Right. Coaches and staff. We had some early discussions of assistant coaches and loss of jobs or not or reassignment or what they're doing uh, to get through. And Alan Sills uh, in the latest call said that 93 percent of the players are vaccinated. Right. So you do have uh, a a large, the vast majority on these teams, but you have seven percent that you have to account for. and, And certainly the protect the shield protect your team and your availability right as i've talked about through all of this you know when it comes to i need to do more research okay fine the teams are making medical professionals available and and as with anybody right it's your it's your right to choose just recognize there are consequences for right we had the fines go out today and guys were mad about it and part of it it flows you know you, you can get into some of the Strangeness when it comes to Cam Newton and and even Beasley, I guess to a degree, where you start discussing, you know, all right, each instance. It's kind of like the NFL's player conduct policy when you get down to it, right? Not all two, not no two cases are going to be a hundred percent the same, Mm
2: -hmm. except
5: the violation of, you know, the, you know, spirit of the rules is certainly in place. And if I imagine in an NFL facility, you've got a lot of assets, including the human assets. Right. As in those players and their brands, and I mean, they're individual proprietors, right? Uh, on, so you've got cameras, I'm sure, which allows you to pick up said violations if someone's not wearing a mask. And you've been instructed by the league to monitor such. Again, protecting the billions of dollars being made uh, by the teams and by the league. And that's something that in the individual locker rooms, you know, there's going to be pressure. I, I got to imagine you got factions in there and and there's discussions, much like we've had with other social and political discussions the last couple of years, that once we get into the season, yeah, I, I would imagine there there's going to be some tempers flaring and maybe some arguments that start to spill uh, as teams start recognizing how good their squad may be, but leaving any percentages uh, for chaos, right that's that's your whole job as a coaching staff and as players right that's why you have training camp you're trying to eliminate this and players like they they take risks we know that every down they're on the field so that that's part of part of the game but also when you go in for treatment and you take the shot you don't necessarily know what Toradol's doing to your body but you took it because mm-hmm. you didn't want to lose your job
3: right yeah. so
5: you know again the the, the fringe guys you know, they're they're faced with that choice of, hey, anything that potentially puts you on the out and or if you get cut, keeps you from potentially getting re-signed. Well, you, you've got to make sure to minimize any of those risks. As for the rest of your locker room, I I'd imagine some healthy debates, just like the rest of
3: society, still to come. Twitter at how about a fresca Mike at Swollen Dome Jason Smith Mike Harmon look and I'm going to be fair here too because uh, what what we're seeing is hey even though you got the vaccine you still got to be careful right now we're we're seeing more of an outbreak now why are we seeing more of an outbreak amongst vaccinated people because everybody once they're vaccinated gets to different levels of how they're going to live you know some some are hey I'm vaccinated I'm going to do whatever I want to because now I'm vaccinated because I was told I can so I'm going to go out and I'm going to go to parties and I'm going to you know, go, go go to, department stores, I'm going to go places and not wear a mask if I don't have to. And because COVID is still around, yeah, you're going to wind up potentially testing positive for it. So, it doesn't mean that you you know that you still can just go out and just say, "Okay, I'm ignoring everything." No, getting the vaccine means you should be able to do certain things and go out and do it, but you still have to be smart. And so this is kind of just the boomerang effect of, "All right, now I understand that I got the vaccine. I still have to be doing it just as just as as smart as I did before, I can do more things, but I can't go crazy and, and do stuff like, well, maybe that was a bad idea. or maybe Because you don't know what other people are doing, and you don't know what other people's idea of, of being COVID-sensitive is. Some people's COVID-sensitive idea, look, I've been doing everything right. Well, okay, well, what'd you do? Well, I went to the Orange County Fair last weekend. Oh, okay, well, I kind of see that. You know, or, or I went to the LA Fair, or whatever it was. So there is that part of it that if you got vaccinated, and this is for the NFL players that got the vaccine, you're seeing more of a, of, of this cropping up, Hey, you still got to be careful. Right. You still got to be. It, it, this is not just, OK, I got it. And we're all the way back to the way we are. We're getting there. And you, it, it's been halted, the progress because of this. So if I if I'm going to talk about the, 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 the non-vaccinated players, it's the vaccinated players and, and, and employees, too, that say, you know what? Just understand, you know, you're not just sitting here and it's not just, hey, I'm all good now. No, it's still got to well, we, be a little. Well, careful. we talked still about it before. It.
5: Right. Yeah. Bruce Arian saying, hey, they're business trips. We go on the road, you're at the hotel, we have dinner together, we hang out together, you can make sure your phones and iPads and everything are charged. You can say hi to your family and friends, but they're sure as hell not coming to see you. We're we're winning games, succeed and proceed. Back on the bus, back on the plane, see you. So, you know, there's going to be protocols put in place, but that 93% number does loom large, and and now it's just a question of how, how do you get a season as as clean as last year was right. While there were some frustrating moments and some adjustments and you could say, Hey, this team got screwed based on adjustment, right? The Steelers and, and some of the, the bi-week adjustments that had to happen and playing on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, uh, as it were right. Lamar Jackson missing time. And we saw what, uh, the Ravens tried to try it out there. Uh, not, not exactly, uh, quality but they got through the 256 and uh, they'll be damned if they lose any of the 272
1: this year be sure to catch live editions of the jason smith show with mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific
5: hey it's me
3: rob parker check out my weekly mlb podcast inside the parker for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so
1: do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There's
0: no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for...
3: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yeah, buddy. Yankees and the A's tied at six apiece in the bottom of the eighth inning. So high drama there. The Yankees had led this game 6-0. The A's have clawed back. Meanwhile, the Dodgers... Uh, get the brooms out yeah. over the San Diego Padres, finishing off the sweep in very effective style. Max Scherzer shuts down the Padres, four zip. So I expect librarians all over Los Angeles <laughs> to be putting videos up now in answer to the San Diego librarians who are very excited about the sweep about two months ago.
5: Oh, remember that? That was a big moment. Bershinger uh, made sure uh, our guy uh, in Tag teaming with uh, Justin Frostberg on the production side today. Uh, he made sure to to post that as well to mock librarians. And he said, <laughs> yes, I am mocking people that work at a library. Uh, part of me, uh, and, and we had this conversation a little bit, uh, as I watched the video a couple of times of Max Scherzer leaving the mound. So he leads after seven and two thirds. And to probably the largest chorus of booze. He was lustily booed, and normally that's reserved oh, yeah, yeah. for your own pitcher, you know, that's leaving them out. Normally there's, I mean, yeah, they don't like you, but because he uh, s- snubbed you mm. and <laughs> is pitching for the Dodgers. Mm. Now he had 104 pitches uh, already, but they brought in Green, who's another righty. So I have to think at least on some percentage, if I'm calling this a pie, some percentage of that pie is Dave Roberts flipping off the Padres and their fans (laughs) by having him get that cascading boo.
3: <laughs> uh congratulations. There it is. <laughs> Big troll job. Uh Twitter at About a Fresca. Mike it's swollen dumb. Hey, and let's not forget, congratulations to the Baltimore oh, Orioles, yeah. the hottest team in baseball since August twenty fifth. Uh they scored thirty-one runs against the yeah. Angels now. The Angels are now relegated to the Champions League.
5: Yeah, but that's it. <laughs> but done. that's a great example of how you can pick sample sizes. Look at they're the most prolific offense in the game for these three mm-hmm.
3: days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look how good! I can't believe I mean, if you're the Angels, you walk away going, man, that was like, do we really deserve to be in Major League Baseball still? <laughs> but dude, Otani <laughs> left, <laughs> let off the game with a home run, and I that know. was it. Now let's put our feet up. Oh, that didn't work out. We lost thirteen to one. I mean, really, it took them two and a half weeks to score thirty-one runs leading yeah. up to this series against the Angels. 31 runs in this series. I mean, two and a half weeks, it didn't score 31 runs. That's like 18 games. Oh, my God. As Joe Madden loses his mind. Man, I'll tell you. Uh, So, we'll have more baseball coming up. But, you know, we haven't done this in a while. But after tonight, oh, you know, there's some great, great responses we've gotten on the show. So, we need to do. Oh, boy. Some mean tweets. Yes. Can we have our music, please? Thank you, Don Brown. Gabagoo says the my best friend thing is so blanking annoying. Mike doesn't need to hear that every 10 minutes. You like when I say you're my best well, friend? You yeah, like I mean, that? It's, don't it's, you? It's,
5: you know, sometimes it, I, I early on I took it as a mocking tone, but you know, everybody needs their ass kissed sure. uh, now and again and, and a little bit of love to remind you that you know we are not alone. So mm-hmm. maybe Gabagoo you <laughs> need that
3: in your <laughs> life. Frank says, "Don't listen to Jason Smith. He's that bust from the 2009 draft. Don't expect him to know too much about how trading players really works."
5: Dude thinks I'm Jason Smith. Knicks, <laughs> <show. laughs>
3: yo. <laughs> he thinks I'm Jason Smith that played on the Rams. <laughs> oh, that Jason? Yeah, no, yeah. sure. No, number two so overall that Jason pick, Smith. right? Yeah. Do yeah, no, you think some that Jason yeah. Smith? Uh, I should have answered him, going, "Oh yeah, I'll block the crap out of you and I'll pancake your ass. Yeah, how about that?" <laughs> Jason Smith or Greg Robinson, go. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Oh, Rams fans hate me now. Ah, that's right. Marcus says, I would say stop talking nonsense, but since I've been listening to you guys for a while, I've realized this is your default setting. I don't know what that okay. means. Well, it means like, you know, that, that we default to nonsense. Oh.
5: Yeah. I mean, I you got to have a little bit of grab ass thrown in. Because yeah, in yeah, the end, true. our whole job here is to inform and wait for it. Wait
3: for it. Entertain. Mm. If you're not laughing, you need to check your soul. Chase says, Jason, I usually like your show, but the last two nights have been blank. (laughs) What changed? (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who's come back the last two nights that was off the four nights before that? Oh, no. Harmon. As they say, you (laughs) want to be loved or hated. Uh,
5: right. Just keep listening, okay? And tell your
3: friends. Note to self, doesn't like Harmon. Tell to
5: self. your friends. Mm. Doesn't like guys spitting truth and, and shouting out pop culture wisdom. That's okay.
3: Gunshow Jones says, I don't understand how Fox Sports Radio program directors allow Jason to laugh the way he does without telling him to get a new blanking laugh. Well,
5: you got to reprogram that brain, buddy. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, I mean, what? you know don I don's probably laugh. got a couple of buttons that that will give us a laugh that could substitute for you
3: i gotta get a new laugh i don't like your laugh i'm sorry
5: funny. you're a funny, funny. guy uh. you start Dan's- like paulie walnuts i mean what are we doing
3: <laughs> dan says guys i listen to your show during sex that's a real gamble Oh no! I, yeah, look, it's, oh, it can be. Woo! It can be.
5: Yeah. It can be. There you yeah. go.
3: Put yeah. that on a billboard. <laughs> I don't, Baby yeah. making show right here. Yeah. Well, well, maybe not. It doesn't have to be that. It could just well be for, for fun.
5: recreational purposes too. I, be, look yeah,
3: exactly. I mean, me we are the know?
5: fun show. We are the f- <laughs> for adults in the night. When Harmon talks about
3: gambling, that's the real gamble. Hey, listen, you know, deeper and deeper, way, way down. Twitter at Alba Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. Three teams in the NFL that could go absolutely either way this season. Next.